Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Rhonda Geet, Director of Marketing and Communications at Shapeways. Rhonda, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Now, before we dive into the interview, I want to do a, a little shameless plugging for my podcast production company, if that's okay with you. That is perfectly fine. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, a full-service B2B podcasting agency that helps B2B brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic, non-salesy conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Learn more at tribknowledge.com. All right, end of the commercial space for this episode. So now back to you. So Rhonda, tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and then also about Shapeways. Yes, Shapeways is a leader in on-demand 3D printing, manufacturing over 21 million parts for more than a million customers in over 160 countries. For my background, I have focused on bringing innovative marketing to companies for over 20 years. At Shapeways, marketing, sales, and customer experience are all part of one team. That aligns everyone to the same strategic goals. So when we have a new or different idea, it's cohesively implemented. One such idea I think we're going to talk about today was helping others leverage digital manufacturing through purpose-built software that helped Shapeways scale our business to what it is today. And this software offering is called Auto, O-T-T-O. I'm going to do my shameless plug of Auto Software. Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> and it targets an entirely new customer base for Shapeways. Okay, very cool. And in fact, we're going to talk about that customer base. So... Now, that customer base, as you had told me before when we talked a few weeks ago, these are folks who are not super duper online all the time. So first, who, who is this audience? And given that they're not online, how do you get to know them and sort of learn what they care most about? That's a great question. Auto is focused on traditional manufacturers who want to offer 3D printing to their customer base without the added capital expenditure. Traditional manufacturers actually have a healthy balance between being online and offline behavior, probably more than I do. And developing a strong persona for this audience consisted of researching conversations with individuals that meet our target audience and industry knowledge, just to name a few of many things. It's the same principles that you use when developing any persona. But in this case, you have to think outside the box to gather information and make sure that you have a solid understanding of the persona and that you've developed it completely. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like when you say outside the box, you know, what, what that might mean to me is like, some of these votes might be on LinkedIn, let's say, but maybe not quite as many as, you know, some other types of personas and other digital platforms where you can, you know, look at their page and learn all about them. So what kind of outside the box stuff have you done to learn about these people? I think one of the things that we have done is lots of individual conversations hmm. with 
suppliers and partners who are already in our verified network of suppliers for Shapeways, asking them, does this seem like something that you would want to do? Is this something that you've seen in the marketplace of other competitors out there? What do you like and and don't like? And and then expanding on that and asking them, who else do you think would be interested in this? And having all of those pre-conversations, it's a lot of manual work and groundwork mm-hmm. to have those one-on-one conversations where a lot of times with digital, you you do what you said, go online, go on LinkedIn, yeah. go on their social media. So it's the same concept, just talking, which sometimes is is new for people <laughs> good old-fashioned talking right it can be kind of a talking. in the digital age it can feel like a lost art sometimes you know just having a one-on-one conversation you know although frankly i i think personally podcasting has brought that back a little bit you know and and, and other things I'm too sure. but like you know like that's one thing i like about doing a podcast it's mostly having one-on-one conversations with people it is i i completely agree with that yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm curious so when you reach out to some of these folks, how do you get them to give you for them to give you their time? You know, cuz you are asking for their time and it's like what what's in it for them? Like why do they agree to have these kind of help us understand you type conversations? I think it's all in the way that you approach it. Hmm. And in general, people want to help other people out. And especially if you have a connection to them, if they're a supplier, a partner that might not need this exact service, but understands what we're trying to do. I think people want to help others to succeed. And we've been lucky in having those conversations. Okay. I, that, that sounds good, right? Maybe it's just as simple as that, at least sometimes just in an open, straightforward way. Say, Hey, can we, you know, we we're trying to do X. You could really be helpful. Could we have a few minutes of your time? And I guess is like, I'm imagining if someone reached out to me for something like that, like, I don't know about podcasting, as long as they made it clear, like, I'm not selling you anything, you know, this is not a bait and switch. I really could use your help. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I want to help people. You know, I, I, I need help sometimes. I, I'm willing to give people a few minutes if they're genuinely curious and like really want to learn, right? I, I think that's what you're saying, right? Exactly. If you are approaching them, being very transparent, being very authentic and asking for their expertise because, you know, traditional manufacturing was a whole new world for Shapeways. Shapeways is focused Mm -hmm. on 3D printing on demand. So to expand into traditional manufacturing offering, that was new for us. And as we grew our verified partner base, that continued to grow and grow. And we have hundreds now in, in our network. And to reach out to them and ask them, hey, we want your expertise on traditional manufacturing because we think this can help. We didn't get a single no. Everyone was very Mm. helpful in giving us that information. And I do think as long as you're authentic and upfront about it, I think you'll, you'll get a positive response. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's also, it's tapping into people's sense of altruism, maybe wanting to help, but also the sense of ego when you put it that way, like, hey, you're an expert in this. You know, we'd love to get your expertise. I think people like being, like feeling that way about themselves or having somebody else say, hey, you're awesome at this thing. You can help us learn. It's like, well, yes, I'm, it's flattering, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now it's one thing to, so that's kind of the research part, how you get to know these folks so that you can effectively market to people like them and, and grow your business. So now again, these are people who are not super duper online. So what kinds of marketing channels, what kinds of strategies have you found work best? Or like, what are you thinking about for this segment of people who, you know, you, you know, it, it can't just be all digital all the time. Correct. With auto, we developed a holistic marketing strategy to build a brand completely from scratch hmm. and to create a database out of nothing. And to do all this, we provided a, a mix of actual digital and traditional marketing efforts to reach this audience, because even though they're not online as much as you and I may be, they still are online. Yeah. One thing that helped us was the pandemic. Hmm. We added QR codes to postcards that were snail mailed to potential customers. And because QR codes became widely popular during the pandemic, yeah. It was very easy for potential customers to scan the QR code with their smartphone and quickly get to the website to get the information that we wanted to put in front of them. So mm. it was highly effective for us. Okay. That's a great example. It's like really just a blend of old school snail mail pieces of paper and <laughs> the and the new digital age QR codes, right? That take you yeah. right to a website, right? Okay. So that's... Sounds pretty simple, but it sounds like it's been effective. It has. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to switch gears a little bit, what's a marketing trend or a channel or a concept or a strategy that you think is maybe a little overrated? Hmm. I think it depends on who you're targeting. Not mm -hmm. every channel or tactic will work with every audience. You really have to go back to that solid persona and understanding who you're trying to target to know what will motivate them and know what trend or channel will work. So just because something's the new hotness out there doesn't necessarily mean it will work with your audience. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, I've, I ask this question regularly because it's really interesting to, you know, over time across guests to see what people say. And a lot of, folks I've talked to have like mentioned TikTok as one good example that they'll get, especially if they're in, in, well, most people I talk to are in marketing. So they might hear from their bosses or from people at other companies if they're a marketing agency, like, should we be on TikTok? And they're usually, and their answer usually, usually like, well, is your audience on TikTok? Well, no. Well, then no, you don't need to be on TikTok. You know, chasing after like the latest, shiniest thing right? Isn't usually is not a very good idea. So Correct. flip side of that question, what's a marketing trend or strategy that you think is maybe a little bit underrated? I think innovative marketing 
And what I mean by that is so many companies want to be the leader in their respective industry, but they're very afraid to step out the norms for that industry, especially when it comes to marketing. And companies that are disruptive not only have a good, strong, solid product or service, but they're also not afraid to push the boundaries of marketing to stand out from the crowd. And it can be scary to step out of the norm and do something that no one else in the industry is doing. But that's how you are innovative and you grab people's attention. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you have like an example in mind of something that you think is innovative that does stand out? I think it depends on your industry and your target market. For example, with traditional manufacturers, doing direct mail pieces to them is very common. But mm-hmm. adding a QR code and having a digital experience that quickly gets them the information that they need because they're so busy, especially now with the supply chain issues that the pandemic has caused. Traditional manufacturers Mm -hmm. are even busier than they normally are. And using something to grab their attention and quickly get them the information that they need and not making them jump through a million hoops to get to what they need, I, I think can be looked at as innovative because, mm-hmm. you know, people don't normally think about that. They're like, here's the direct mail piece. Here's the call to action. They have to go log on to their computer or open their phone and type in the web address, hope that they don't type it wrong and get to what we want them to get to. And that's a lot of steps to ask anyone to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, int- I mean, you guys are doing that, right? As we just talked about the, the QR yeah. code on the, on the mailer. Right. And I, yeah, the more I think about that, the more I'm like, it's really simple, but I can see why it's effective. Cause especially if you're in bot, you know, everyone's inbox is just a nightmare. And, sure. but if you get, get, you're probably not getting as many physical pieces of mail. And especially if it's nicely designed, there's a QR code. You're like, ah, take out your phone. It's super easy. Let's just, what, what do you stand to lose? You know, scan this thing, see what comes up. Right. And taking a holistic approach like we have with auto, we're building the brand, sending direct mail to our target audience. But we're also doing efforts online because mm-hmm. the the decision maker that we're trying to target at the company doesn't work alone. They have employees. Their employees may be online. And if their employees see how Mm -hmm. our software can benefit them and make their lives a little easier, they can take it to their manager and say, hey, this might be something that we want to look into. And pairing that with the branding of direct mail and the QR code to get them interested in the software and ask for a little more information, if we're approaching it from both sides, it can be really effective. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, great insights. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed the discussion. Thank you. Me too. 
That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.